Hey, what's up, gamer? It is the middle of the week, and we've been going hard. We've been talking about neuroscience and psychology, and uh, it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. It's uh, kind of heavy though. So let's uh, let's really lean into Hump Day and give this thing a whack. So. <laughs> I want to talk to you about one of the silliest things I think you'll ever hear. So, Robin and I are sitting on the couch last night. We're we're watching TV, uh, Gumball. If you want to know, it is a fantastic show. And she she's not paying attention. I'm laughing my ass off because I'm 13 years old, and um, she she pulls up this Facebook post and. It, it looks kind of dry initially. I, I, I look at this. I'm like, why is she showing me this? It's got a picture of a nuclear bomb. And it's talking about experiments they were doing in the 50s. Underground testing. I'm like, what the hell is this? So, I don't know. I, I, I love Fallout. I love the whole thing. I actually want... I, I am like 8 hours away, 10 hours away from the Trinity site where the first nuclear bomb was set off. It's only open like twice a year, but one of these days, mark my words, one of these days I will have a piece of radioactive glass from that site. Anyway, so she's showing me this thing, and I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, and it's talking about the fastest man-made object, which, again, it sounds dry, but I promise you, the payoff is hilarious. So I, I hit the end of this article, and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way this is true. And if it is true, that's the funniest thing I've ever read ever. So I go and look it up later and I found that I find essentially the same article in Business Insider. So they interviewed the guy that ran the experiment. And he he tells the same story that Facebook told. So you may think that the fastest man-made object was intentional, that it was a spacecraft that was designed to go fast. You would be wrong. <laughs> so this, it's, it's so good. Okay, so in the 1950s, they were starting to worry about the amount of fallout that they were creating doing above-ground testing of nuclear bombs. So they're like, because they were, they were setting off explosions in the Pacific Ocean and in in the middle of the desert. But they're like, you know, this is causing a lot of radioactive fallout. And we don't want to create a real-life fallout So fallout game. So let's, uh, let's blow these things up underground. So they dug a 3-foot-wide, 500-foot-deep hole. And they put a bomb at the bottom of it. And then what they did was they put a four inch thick steel cap over the hole. So you have a 1000 pound piece of steel on top of this hole at the bottom of which is a nuclear bomb. So they set this thing off and it turns into a, a Roman candle according to these articles. And it just, it like, there is nowhere for all that energy to go except through the top of the tunnel. And there's a fucking, there's a one ton piece of steel on top of it. So 
the force of a nuclear bomb is hitting the bottom of this thing, and it launches it into space at 125,000 miles an hour. Now, initially, they didn't know. They didn't know what happened to the cap, so <laughs> they thought that it would come back to Earth, right? And they're like, but they never found it. So they did it again. Guys, they did it again. They dug another 500-foot deep hole, three feet wide, put the same cap on it, except this time they had a high-speed camera. It was recording one frame every millisecond. So it wasn't ultra-fast, but it was pretty fast. So they're recording this thing, and it, it you can see the cap in one frame. Now... This film doesn't exist anymore, apparently, which is unfortunate. So we have to take this guy's word for it. I choose to believe that it's true. I choose to believe that the fastest things that man has ever made were completely by accident. So he, based on that footage and based on some calculations he did, he assumes that that thing's going 125,000 miles an hour. And it didn't. It was going so fast that it didn't have enough time to burn in the atmosphere. So once it left, and and this is an, an important thing to note here, that is five times the escape velocity of Earth's gravity. So that thing absolutely went into space. It didn't slow down. It, it, and even if it had gone half as fast by the time it reached the upper atmosphere, it was still going fast enough to just float into space so these two manhole covers are are not only the fastest things that we've ever launched ever but they're they are so far out in space that they're they're halfway to another star right now it's it is absurd it's my favorite factoid now for the rest of my life. I can't think of anything more hilarious than that. Than just setting off a nuclear bomb. And launching a manhole cover. Into space at 125,000 miles an hour. It's just. It's the funniest thing. Ever. Ever. It's just so good. Oh man. And it's in space so it will never slow down. It will never slow down. That thing is still going. Both of them are still going 125,000 miles an hour. It's so good. I love it so much. Uh, uh, I just hope an alien picks one of those things up and is like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Why is it? It's clearly made. Not. It's not natural. Where did it come from? Oh man, it just uh it's the greatest thing. It is the greatest thing. Anyway, anyway. Let's uh <laughs> let's talk about something still silly but a little bit more serious. <coughs> so we were talking about CryptoZoo with Passions last week. And how he wants to sue Tozy, how it was all a scam. And, you know, the drama surrounding the thing. Oh, it's, it was never a scam. People are attacking my reputation to get clout, internet clout, blah, blah, blah. That was his response, right? For, he posted two videos, two videos saying that, uh, 
you know, oh, did I say a Tizzy? I meant CoffeeZilla. That a co- that CoffeeZilla was chasing internet clout, and that was it. And Logan Paul is like this saint who was helping people make money, and he had the best of intentions, and he hired. It was the team that that did wrong, and he didn't do anything wrong. So. It was kind of interesting. I'm watching another video about this on YouTube and he was saying that his lawyers, his lawyers were telling him for like a year. And this is on the impulsive podcast, Logan Paul's podcast. He was saying that his lawyers were telling him for a year to shut the hell up and not say a damn thing, which is interesting for a couple of reasons. One because if your lawyers are telling you to not say something, it's because you could implicate yourself in something illegal. So his lawyers knew that something was wrong here, very wrong, and they didn't want him talking about it. At least that's my interpretation. A lawyer might say something different, but that's my interpretation of that stance. Otherwise, why say it? You know. Two, he, he knew for a year that something was very, very wrong and he didn't, he didn't do anything. So he said that he was extremely frustrated with the lack of progress on CryptoZoo, but you know, as, as the spokesperson of this thing, as the head of this company, you know, you're just going to sit there and say that you were frustrated for a year and your lawyers are telling you not to talk about it. And you did what, what were you doing? Boxing? building your boxing career, you know, what, I mean, clearly it was a pump and dump scam of a, of a company and Logan Paul is either too stupid to realize that's what it was, or he was malicious about his intent from the beginning. I don't necessarily believe that he was malicious about it. I don't think that he set out to create a scam. Unlike uh, Sam Bingman Freed, who intentionally scammed people for the sake of scamming them. I think Logan Paul is legitimately not intelligent enough to realize what the hell was happening. See, I, I, I honestly believe that he didn't know anything about anything that's why it didn't go anywhere for a year and he his fans just kind of got left in the dark i honestly believe that's true i'm not here to defend him because stupidity is not a defense so you know he's still involved in this scam i don't know how he's going to make it right to the investors that put money into this thing and got essentially nothing in return but he the crux of this is that he deleted his response he issued an apology to coffeezilla and apparently he's going to put a third response up that will actually apologize for his role in this and he's dropping the lawsuit which again reading between the lines he must have been talking to his lawyers and his lawyers are like you need to shut the hell up right now because this looks like a scam and everybody around you is going to go down if you don't start 
and I'm sure his PR team was in there too. Like, if you don't start cleaning up this mess, you're gonna it, it's gonna be ultra bad for you. So, I I mean, we'll see what actually happens, but it, it I I truly believe that he just is not savvy enough to know what the hell was happening. I don't think he did this intentionally. And I think that he will ultimately come around to not being a douchebag, <laughs> which is it, it. I think he generally does. Uh, he's just a douchebag by nature. He can't help it. It's it's just it's part of his being. So <laughs> that, that will always be his go to response is to be a douchebag first and then apologize. Like that that's Logan Paul's brand. That's just how he's going to be. So, that's the update there. Now let's talk about The Last of Us TV show. That is coming out on Sunday and I'm going to watch it. So, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I didn't play The Last of Us 2. I watched PewDiePie do it, but I did when I briefly had a PlayStation console, I did play the first one. I played The Last of Us. And it was a good game. I really I really enjoyed it. It was pretty it was pretty sweet. I liked I liked the world building. I liked Ellie. I really her character was just she was a badass, but she was super sweet and like it it was it was just a well built story. I just enjoyed it. Uh so we're gonna see what happens with the show, obviously. So I'll work, I'll watch that show and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll see what went, what went right, what went wrong, what's different from the game. Should it have been different? Should it not have been different? And this kind of leads into a discussion I want to talk about or surrounding the Halo TV series. So I was watching a, uh, a kind of, uh, video critique of the Halo TV series. It just got it just auto played on YouTube. So this guy is talking about what went wrong with Paramount's Halo TV, and we can talk about that that till we're blue in the face. But it's kind of interesting because they're similar in in the aspect that the fan base is very dedicated. It's a very well-built story that's really engaging and really intriguing. But the difference is that it doesn't appear that 343 Studios really cares about Halo, which is odd. It's just odd because it's... Halo, in my opinion, launched Xbox gaming. It, Xbox would not exist without Halo. That was the game that launched everything that we know about Xbox right now. So one would think that the studio that was built solely to handle Halo, and they named the studio after Guilty Spark from the first game, <laughs> one would think that they would care about the game but it's it's not exciting anymore and you think back to when 
we first started playing when it first came out in 2001 and it was like super super cool man like halo was the thing halo 2 was even better than the first one like that original trilogy was just epic man it was just epic what a great space opera you gotta stop the halo rings from exploding and then you find out that the flood are there and it's like oh man it's it's such a great story and then obviously it starts going downhill when we're talking about the forerunners and you know <laughs> how they created human beings and you're inside this planet of a structure that they built it's it gets really weird i i don't i'm like everybody else it's not it's just not it it just ain't it and it feels kind of directionless now it feels soulless it's not it, it's not this mystery of a game that it used to be that was mostly shooting aliens now it's just kind of it's kind of a grind and for what reason like what are we uncovering it's just not fun anymore. And then on top of that, you throw you throw the TV series in there, and they straight up said that they didn't play the games. They didn't talk about the games. And in this video critique that I was I was watching, the guy gave you know extra context and he's like that's not what i said i said we started with the games and we read the books and we read the comics and blah 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 and it's like well why the hell would you say that why would you say that we didn't talk about the games we didn't play the games why what was the point in saying that if you read the entire canon if you looked at the entire universe and you, did, you wanted to make a show on that why would you say we didn't talk about the video games because that was the point of exposure for 90% of people you know I can't imagine that a lot of people have read a lot of the books even if they were official stories that were canon I don't think many people read the books so the main point of the thing was that it was a game you have to follow the world building of the game so why then go out there and make an entirely different show and then slap Halo on it. It's just insulting. I don't think that that's going to happen with The Last of Us because the people surrounding that game and promoting that extra media seem to actually care about it. For whatever reason, 343 Studios just it seems like they kind of hate Halo and they're determined to destroy it. I, and maybe hate is too strong of a word. Maybe they, maybe it's even worse. Maybe they just don't care. Maybe they don't care about Halo and they don't care if it's good or not. That would be the ultimate bad thing because that would be, that would be the end of Halo. If nobody cares about it, then I mean, that's it. You're just, it's just going to be done. It's, you know, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is apathy. There, there's nothing worse than apathy. And I fear that we're getting to the point with Halo where we're going to be apathetic about it and it'll be relegated to the annals of history. And it'll be one of those things we're going to tell our kids about, but it, it's going to be, it's going to be like, 
like Pong. Like you're aware of it, but you know, nobody plays it. Nobody talks about it. It was historic when it came out, but that was about it. It's about all you're going to know about Halo. I hope that we don't reach that point. I hope that it, it ends on a good note, but I don't have a lot of faith based on the recent track record. It's just not going very well. So if you're, if you're a fan of the last of us universe, I mean, it, 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 it could be interesting. It could be interesting. I think there's still a rumor of a multiplayer aspect to the last of us two or an entirely different game set in the same universe, which I don't, I don't know how they're going to do that, but <clears throat> that rumor, as far as I'm aware, is still floating around. It's a big IP for CDPR. So what, you know, why not take advantage of it? Anyway, the point is, I don't think that they're going to drop the ball on the last of us show like they did with, with Halo, except for the casting. Ellie, Ellie, the casting of Ellie was just, I, I, uh, obviously we'll see, but visually speaking, she's not, that's not, uh, they didn't pick, uh, uh, an actress that fits what Ellie looks like from the games. Hopefully the personality is there. Hopefully the personality is there because it was really the personality that drove the thing. And it's kind of like, to me, it was kind of like, uh, life is strange, right? So Max had this really unique, awkward character and it was just extremely well done. I, I hope that the actress, and I forget her name, I, I hope that she can encompass Ellie's character and deliver a good performance. Obviously we'll see. First episode comes out on Sunday, Sunday my time. So we'll we'll talk about it the next day, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll find out what happens. Hopefully, there's another crypto zoo scam, and hopefully, <laughs> those in the next what 120 hours, those manhole covers make it another 400,000 miles <laughs> deeper into space. Oh, it's my favorite story ever. It's so, it's just so good, guys. So with that, I hope you have a good rest of your day. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Peace.